0: All right, Kyle, I need you to give me a note. As in the key of something. La. Nobody knows the (laughs) trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. I thought it was but Jesus. That seemed important. (laughs) I think the original is nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. Uh, Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Glory, hallelujah. And then I think... That was too subtle of a hymn. So I don't know who they're singing about, but I mean, it, sounds, the- <laughs> it sounds good, but I mean, Ned, I'm going to put the Jesus back into that hymn. It wasn't in there in the first place. You're ruining the holidays, sir. <laughs> yeah. Was All there right. a hymn about Frank? <laughs> yep. All right. So first time I've ever uh, sung a little hymn on the show, and it's in honor of our uh, of our topic.
1: Which is your, the physical... Your
0: impending demise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the U plural, impending demise. Uh, no, seriously. So today's show is all about the physical side of programming. As in, you know, we talk a lot about, like, what you need to know and the kind of headspace you have to get into and, you know, strategies to design applications. But we don't talk quite as much about sort of the physical difficulties right. that can come up, so like the 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 butt space as it were (laughs) right and given that that's what i think about all day long every day now i figured uh what better topic so let's get to it uh what kind of uh what kind of ergonomic setup do you have do you do you even stress about this let's even yeah let's rewind to that so scale of one to ten how much is this on your mind day to day like you know how i physically feel while programming
1: um, I don't know. Maybe a 6. I mean, I, I don't know does not sound like a 6. I don't know, 2. <laughs> One of the lower numbers. I mean, I so to be honest, I didn't care pretty much at all and then uh maybe 4 years ago I started thinking when everyone when all the cool kids were thinking like, "Hey, maybe I won't die so early and alone if I didn't sit so much i i thought i should get a really nice chair
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's unbelievable unbelievably on personality i think
1: (laughs) you think that's pretty perfect right yeah i do i do
0: um and so
1: i mean to be honest like i really think that was my first real like foray into ergonomics besides like you know having like a gel pad for my keyboard at one point you know and so yeah i i joined or no while i was consulting i was trying to trying out a bunch of different really nice chairs um and i think that was really probably the first thing that my first macro move you know towards being a little bit more ergonomic but i am i am certainly not uh particularly careful about my setup and it's you know kind of like woes i guess uh until they cause me pain
0: <laughs> yeah i'm de- I'm definitely on the like nice chair sounds like light cigarette sort of phase of my <laughs> development on this topic now <laughs> it's my e-cig actually <laughs> I'm, I'm vaping now it's healthier yeah exactly i think that yeah comfortable chair is the e-cig of of uh like oh, man. workspace that, life. That is a tweet. That will be tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking back about the whole topic today. So, you know, when I was, when I was first programming and I think this applies to other things besides programming, but you know, so rewind back, I don't know, f- five or six years ago when I really kind of switched professionally into programming, let's say over 30 hours a week from, you know, just doing it sometimes before that <clears throat> I was, I was sort of reflecting back on what stressed me out then. And like the list was not short, right? Like the list was like you know, how do I get my laptop to actually be a functioning development machine? To you know, how do I get this thing into the cloud? To I know nothing about databases. To you know, uh, it's, you know testing. Hey, I can't even write the code. yet. like I mean, the list was just on and on and on, and it was uh, you know kind of exhilarating but but stressful and. Um, Fast forward to today, and obviously this didn't happen overnight, and it's been a progression. But now, like almost all the things I just said, I almost never sweat about anymore. You know, like I, yeah. uh, Of course, you know you're going to run into difficult problems while programming. That's part of the fun. But like not that kind of like stress-inducing problem that I used to have. and Now almost all of my stress comes from like figuring out how I'm going to physically feel okay for the day, and that didn't used to be a concern at all. Hmm. I know. I know. I, I feel like I'm like my grandfather. Like, like I remember him saying these sorts of things. Like, when I was young, I had, you know, all the time and none of the brains. And now I I've can got... do
1: anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now all I've got is my guile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Which is about accurate. All right. So let's go down and list the challenges. And, you know, kind of... Yeah, I'll do a little bit of a confessionary tale and talk about how I'm dealing with them, and, and you can describe how you've done nothing yet on any of them. Yeah, great. Yeah, and I'll for you know foreshadow your future. And there we <laughs> it's go. Like
1: looking in a mirror.
0: Yeah. All right. So of the following, like things that could ache while programming, which are an issue at all. So I guess the the most common ones would be like legs from sitting, um, back, hands, eyes, neck um you know general fatigue i'd say would be another one are those like are, are any of those on your uh radar now <laughs> i i
1: yes i'm just laughing because i remember distinctly the point in my young adult life in which i realized that death was coming for me <laughs> <laughs> and i was no longer some nubile uh superhero type person uh no was there was
0: there a moment that like like you really remember or you just remember like a phase of your life
1: oh i mean i remember a phase for sure but i mean i think the big thing was uh for me has always been my wrists Hmm. um and so for a while i thought i had some sort of carpal tunnel but that was just very uh Me just being dumb, Um, and it was just a repetitive stress injury (RSI). And I uh, started using the um, split uh, Microsoft keyboard, Um, like the old school ones, like the clickety clack ones, Um, and that was pretty nice. Uh, I really liked it because it's you know it keeps your you know keeps everything sort of like in a very neutral space without feeling odd. And so for me personally, uh, wrists are always a big one. Eyes are probably pretty close after that. And then I don't really have a, too much trouble with um, general restlessness because I get up
0: from my desk pretty frequently. So on the wrist point, I feel like this is one that I'm struggling with right now. So what, like, what's the by the book way to uh, reduce the stress that's put on your wrists while programming? Yeah, so
1: um, I have a, a couple coworkers who have a ton of it, like experience with this, but it's generally speaking that your wrists, is, and as best as I understand it, talk to your doctor before starting any exercise. Um, is basically that your wrist should essentially be straight the entire time like they they shouldn't be kinked down they shouldn't be kinked up or anything like that and so i personally find the apple keyboards to be extremely good now i know for some people they're immediately thinking this guy's like absolutely crazy um because they're just like pretty flat little keys but i my natural um, like wrist position with the Apple keyboard works very well for me, um, and so I just use that. Uh, I tried the Kinesis Freestyle keyboard, which is slightly sculpted, clicky-clack keys, <laughs> and I'm also pissing off anyone who cares about mechanical keyboards, so send me your tweets! Uh, but the Kinesis keyboard can physically split. And so you could um, sit, if you thought of your arms and your body as a giant U, um, so your arms are just going straight out uh, instead of, you know, sort of crunched together, uh, you could program like that. And I know that a bunch of people use keywords of various brands and makes that, that, that mimic that where instead of keeping your hands pretty close to each other and you know feeling pretty scrunched up you spread them out until they're essentially shoulder width apart and you just type that direction Hmm. Uh, i found that super distracting like i couldn't wrap my head around like uh, i don't know i feel like uh, like a pallet loader or something <laughs> like my arms are just like straight out and like sh- perfectly shoulder length <laughs> apart um but i know for some people they're they're magical um and they and they really do help because they reposition the keys um including some of like the control and option keys and better places for your your hands because uh, obviously they're not really on most you know consumer keyboards um they're not that great uh so i actually struggle a fair bit not with work keyboard but with my gaming keyboard so i have a gaming pc and uh, when i'm lucky enough to have time to play video games um the keyboard is like the pretty quintessential you know i think it's a microsoft x sidewinder or x winder or something Uh, but it's like a little too tilted the keys start too high and so i find myself like really doing the like raptor claw, you know where your wrists sit on the desk mm. and your and your hands are sort of going over the keyboard in order to do their job. Um and that's not good at all. So I've been trying to find a very flat keyboard or or an ergonomic gaming keyboard or a keyboard that would work well with uh with gaming, which basically means that there's not a weird sort of split in the middle because I find that very hard to do with gaming. So if anyone has any tips out there, I'd love to hear them, but um but yeah, I mean, I, I,
0: for me, I, I really do enjoy the Apple keyboard, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, so that's what I use. And I, I found the most important thing related to keyboard and like my own wrist, mainly wrist was the thing I was concerned about at the time, was the height of my typing surface and like getting that so that it's like, I don't know, slightly, I guess, greater than 90 degrees with my arm okay. felt like the most important thing. And I, I, I think like you... Um, I like the Apple keyboard because the the travel on the keys isn't that much, mm-hmm. so I, and I feel like the less like I feel like the the formula for my hands getting tired is some combination of like key travel and number of times I touch the keys. So you know, like so in other words, how hard I have to hit them times how many times I hit them, and um, the, I think what the Apple keyboard gets right is that the the travel is really small i'm sure you can get smaller but it's pretty small
1: and if you Uh, haven't had if you haven't tried the new um what are they called um magic keyboard yeah the one
0: with the ipad pros uh maybe question mark the one with the lightning bolt plug on it oh okay no no okay so i was thinking of the you know the keyboard case for the ipad pro
1: oh (laughs) excuse me i'm sorry no
0: um
1: this one is just like the normal external one most people have the ones that are uh the battery sits at the top right uh, you know in the giant tube and so this is the new version which is ridiculously expensive so um for for what it is but it's it's much flatter because it doesn't have extra like uh batteries you add in it has an internal battery that you charge via your lightning bolt cable um and so it's a lot thinner so it's it it sits down a lot further and so i think the travel is even slightly less but then Mm -hmm. the keys are you know the angle of the keys are even slightly lower um than the sort of normal keyboard from apple that most of us have
0: probably been using yeah i think i may try that out because i think that the the lower the angle the better because it reduces the angle of my wrist which i think is smart and I, i i I've heard that it, it, the, the feel of it is a little bit similar to that iPad keyboard. And I tried that this weekend. My father was out and he has one. And um, I kind of couldn't get over how low the travel was on those. And I could, uh, the, the number of times I had to repeat press was a little higher than I'd like. Maybe yeah. that was just because I wasn't quite used to the, the feel of it. But um, I could see going to something like that—that's that w- even more like almost a hybrid between a typical keyboard and a screen keyboard. You know, where you really don't have to press hard at all. Um. Yeah, it's uh, I like the, I
1: like the new uh, Magic Apple keyboard. Um, I use a MacBook actually to program. Um not not full time, but when I'm traveling or away from the house, uh, and it has a very similar clicky clackness in in very short travel. Um, I, I don't believe they're the same type of key. I don't believe they're both the like butterfly style. Um, mm-hmm. But like the switches uh, are different or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the switches are different, but 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 they are but they are much more similar than say like a MacBook Pro Retina or something. What, what the keyword that
0: it has. Now, do you how aggressive are you in terms of your? Um, text editor um to reduce number of keystrokes by you know macroing various things
1: i am i am absolutely the worst at that to be honest
0: i use a mouse very very aggressively um really I, like, I, like, like what like what oh so i was thinking of mainly expanding things like you know instead of typing the boilerplate for this test i'm gonna like type these four characters and tab that expands into it and then tab through the various you know so replacement I've,
1: I've tried using um text expander so 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 sort of out of the context of coding because for coding i only do the sort of normal like actual keyword tab block gets created like that sort of thing um i uh, so, but with text expander, it works anywhere on your computer. If you're using a Mac, uh, you can type, uh, you know, a set of words or whatever, and it'll just automatically expand the text into whatever you want. And it can even handle placeholders. So you can like do really good form responses, like that sort of thing. Um, the trouble I tend to have with snippets and stuff is my memory is very poor. And so unless the snippet, like the, the the trigger phrase is extremely clear for me. I, I don't, I struggle. I, I never remember what it is and then I gotta go look it up and then I try and figure it out again and I try to do the snippet. So I'm not a big snippet person, um, honestly, in my IDE or, well, in my text editor or, uh, you know, or just sort of generically on my Mac, I guess. Are you, do you really do like the whole text matey type, you know, type three characters
0: tab and the whole thing just sort of spits out? You know, I, I'm sort of between here and there. I think it sounds like I do more than you, but not as much as I could. But I think I'm at so so a bunch of years ago back before I programmed, but when I used Excel a lot and uh, like like not quite as much as I program now, but a lot. You know, maybe 20 hours a week or something. I made it my mission one year to learn like it, it, to refuse to use the mouse no matter what, and to learn the keyboard shortcuts for anything I did. And so that year, I literally didn't use the mouse. I mean, anything, I just, you know, alt, you know, this is back with a Windows computer, alt, you know, menu, uh, uh, abbreviation shortcut. And then I would like arrow through until I learned them. And then that's so painful that I'd learn the shortcuts. And I found that, th- that that was really the only way to get good, like to sort of refuse to do it any other way. And then by the end of that year, I was, uh, I'd say as fast at Excel in terms of shortcuts as you could be. You know, like there there wasn't there wasn't realistically a a shortcut that I didn't know inside of maybe, you know, the things you do once a once every two days or something. And I haven't yet kind of gone to that level with um, text expansion and macros, Um, but I think I probably should. Just because I've been thinking about kind of what's going to, like what's going to kill me, you know, like what's going to stop my ability to program first. And I think hand soreness is, is on the list of possibilities for me. Mm -hmm. Like that, that could do it. And I, I mean, I don't know what else you can do except for reduce the physical strain that's being put. And I think like the things that you mentioned that I haven't yet tried that I think sound good are, I think I would actually try that split keyboard thing. Yeah. And, and I actually don't think that that would help my hand so much, but I think it may reduce a little bit, stra- little bit of strain on like upper back and shoulders. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right? I think when you move your hands close together, I think it sort of slouches you a little bit. Yep. And I think if I put my hands a little bit further apart, that may be better. But I, I think on the, I, I may have to decide that like 2016 is the year of the macro and just sort of look back and say, what are the most common hundred things I do and, you know, never do them outside of the, the, text expansion. And I mean, like you said, I like my memory is not super. I think the only, the only thing that made me so good at Excel was when I was 15 years younger and two is, uh, <laughs> which I think is a factor, frankly, but I think two is that, you know, I wasn't remembering it just became sort of second nature. Yeah. You know, like if you, you asked me like, what's the keyboard shortcut for, you know, paste and transpose values. I don't, I'm not sure I could have easily told you, but I could do it. Um, and I think I need to get to that same place with text expansion, you know, where, I mean, it's an interest, I mean, it, it sort of makes me wonder, like, is the right strategy to go, like, heavy on the mnemonics? Like, try to figure out the the way that's really easy to remember? Or is it instead to just go the shortest, easiest to type shortcut and everything, and then just go repetition to remember? And really, who cares if it's a mnemonic or not?
1: Yeah, I saw an interesting trick from... Um Oh, man, I always forget his name. I feel so bad. Rook from uh, ThoughtBot, basically, where you um, you start with whatever the expansion is. This is meant for you know like shell commands, but you start with whatever the you know, expansion that you want to do. So for me, like git checkout, I do uh, GCO. So every time I want to do git checkout, I just type GCO. And then what you do is you um, create an alias for the actual command uh, eventually, which yells at you. You know, it says like, "Hey, don't use Git checkout; use GCO." Uh, and so, I could see a simple—I oh, yeah. I could see a similar scenario with Atom or like you know any editor really, where that can do a snippet where you say like, "Anytime you type def, and then space, and then you start typing, you know, another character, basically, have it go like, eh, you know, like, nope, you should be using D plus or whatever your you know whatever your expansion is." Um, I could see that being a fun way to kind of help teach yourself how to, you know, how to remember
0: whatever expansion you chose. I think that I probably should get more aggressive. And this is a little bit outside of the expansion sort of, uh, strategy, but related, get more, um, aggressive with our spec helpers and matchers and, and other things like, so for, for tests that I write again and again and again, um, And I mean, maybe if I had the the text expansion, guys, this wouldn't matter. But I mean, I was thinking about this today as my hands were hurting, like, where do all my keystrokes go? And I think like for every one keystroke that goes to application code, I bet three go to, to spec code, maybe more, maybe six. Just because, you know, I like I think the number of lines is, I don't know two and a half or three times the number of lines of application code. And then each line is more verbose too, right? Because they're like the yeah. descriptions and everything. And, and something tells me that that's probably where to start. That, I mean, in, in, in a, a library like should I, I think, has helped with this, but there are still a lot, of, a lot of boilerplate specs that I write, you know, or boilerplate that that's used in specs again and again. So maybe it's a combination of those two. Like you know, make it so that if I'm going to type it out and not use the shortcut, that I'm typing out a, a helper or a matcher that's shorter, so that you know the cost of of not remembering is not that high. But I mean, may, maybe if I'm going to do that, might as well just uh, might as well just have good text expansion. Hey,
1: I would just jump straight to um, you know voice commands.
0: Yeah, I mean, have you ever
1: met someone that programs through dictation? I've never personally met someone. No. It's got to be very hard. I've only heard the stories, and it seems like once you get used to it, those people are very successful. Really? Yeah, that's... I mean, I mean. I don't think a lot of people are doing it by choice, you know, so I think that has a part to do with it, you know. Um. It, it, but in general, I, I think it's definitely worth, you know, looking at or at least keeping up with because I think that it would get a little bit easier once you can figure out, you know, similar to expansions, like how you
0: say what you mean <laughs> right you know now when you have hand or wrist pain is it mostly on the underside like on the palm side of your wrist or you have it on the the kind of watch face side of your wrist or into your hand and fingers um mainly like my the, the part of your wrist that would touch the table mm. yeah i think so i i used to have some trouble both on i'd say there in particular but now most of my trouble is on the is on the other side on my hand itself so combination so uh, in order my problem is my right pointer finger my right middle finger and then the ligaments for those two fingers and then about to half the degree my left hand same place and I think it must be that I, I just use my right hand a little bit when I'm right handed and I use it a little bit more when I type. Yeah. And the way it goes is when I wake up, like some days it's a little sore than others, like t- to that's sort of like moment zero, right? Like when I get in the shower and then I know it's going to get worse by the, you know, 20 minutes from there to the end of the day. You know, and and so like today, I went and cleared off the driveway. So I'm like, uh oh, that that added like the equivalent to another you know, hour and a half of programming, and it just sort of marches throughout the day towards like now, where my hand is just sore, like really yeah. sore. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. I mean, to your point before about RSI, I don't even know that. I don't even know that there's much to do aside from what we just said. Yeah, I think that
1: I I know I have a coworker who uses an app to take scheduled breaks. Like, if you're a person that can just get in the zone and, like, accidentally code for, like, three and a half hours straight, you know? Um, there's an app that tracks how much you type, and if you type too much, it tells you to step away from the computer for a couple of minutes, and then it eventually, like, relinquishes the, um, you know, the, like, screen back to you, essentially. Now, do you have that problem? Are you, like, a, oh, no. my God, where did those four hours go guy? I'm so rarely that they
0: don't impact my health. <laughs> 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 i i think i sort of am honestly yeah for sure i totally see that um but i, I like uh, this is gonna sound like a cheesy thing to say but i'm definitely uh i like to go see the babies guy too so I think that that's my why, why would you do that though yeah though well, that's my that's my i and I don't need you know they chirp enough that i can that's like my alarm <laughs> I, I hear them squealing about something oh, there's a break coming, <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm definitely like if just left to my own like let's say you know um no one's home and uh yeah, I'm programming, I definitely can can not move for four hours or whatever some yeah. some amount of time, which I think probably contributes to the problem, yeah. Right because there's just no, no breaking, I think the idea of measuring the amount that you've typed is probably a good idea too, because that me not that I'm like a big gamer or or even a small gamer at that, but I think gamifying it a little bit to say like okay can I like can I change the amount like the the number of keystrokes per unit of output I think i I would find I would at least feel like I was um managing the sort of process a little bit better than I am now, yeah yep yeah this is a, it's a very sobering topic
1: you know like i said death is coming for you
0: it, it really it's sad <laughs> Yeah.
1: because i, I at definitely at least, have working with like heavy machinery or something that could like just the doing the task that is hu- eventually hurting you to do will also possibly kill you yeah in the process of doing your daily job
0: yeah, no, there that's aren't, a a, there aren't many like you know, third-party occupational hazards. I think that's accurate. Yeah, OSHA's not coming up to me and being like, hey, Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> you can't use that keyboard while it's plugged in, Kyle. All right. Hey, so I've got to go put some uh, wood on the fire. I think that you should read our sponsor. Okay. First time, you know, nothing like the first time. Now, here, can I? I'm going to paste it in i was gonna say
1: i'm <laughs> like i don't got this in front of me <laughs> so this is a
0: this is a brand new sponsor read uh oh,
1: nice <laughs> yeah exactly coming,
0: coming at you fresh so i am i'm gonna put my headphones down i'm gonna put some uh wood on this uh in this wood stove that's sitting next to me and i'll be right back okay cool here <laughs> yeah. sell, sell away salesman
1: <laughs> yeah welcome to the money zone as the McElray brothers <laughs> say um Yeah, so uh, this is a brand new sponsor, I think, for us, but um, if you're thinking about becoming a software developer, check out Dev Bootcamp, the original short-term immersive software development program that transforms those new to coding into job-ready, full-stack web developers. You can learn front and back-end web development, teamwork, and leadership skills in a rigorous and inclusive environment. Dev Bootcamp has several locations around the country, and and is accepting applications now. So if you're interested, go and visit devbootcamp.com/ruby to learn more. That's uh
0: Dev Bootcamp. I just got a text message about a refund of some sort. I, I don't know if this is it's from the Dev Bootcamp team. Yeah, yeah, they want their money back. <laughs> they want their money back. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I like that they say that they're the original. Is that they say the, the original? Yeah, yeah,
1: they did say that. Yeah, I didn't fact check that. I mean, I think it's true. It's more, I feel like if you have to say it, it's (laughs) not good. (laughs) Oh, man. But anyway, hey, so these people don't sponsor us, but uh, slight plug slash sponsorship thing uh, that is totally unrelated to development. But since we're talking about physicality, you know what else is important, Sean, besides sitting? It's eating. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. have you used marley spoon no okay they're not paying i've never me even this. heard marley okay spoon. so they're not paying me to say this but i think i honestly have enjoyed them so much that i have no problem just kind of pitching them because i think it fits in with our episode but um if you've heard of blue apron or one of its many different types of products marley spoon is very similar it does the same general idea um but i find their food choices to be far more uh, so if you're not familiar with blue apron the idea is you go onto this website you pay them money um and they mail you food they mail you meals that are pre-portioned ready to go you just chop them up cook them using these neat little recipe cards and then you have these delicious like these delicious meals and I uh, maybe four weeks ago, me and Jamie gave it a shot, and we have done it every single week for the past four weeks. And like, like one day a week, that kind of thing. No, no, we've done three last week. We did four meals a week. Wow. It's so good. It is so good. The meals are delicious, but uh, accessible. My wife is a self proclaimed kind of picky eater. And uh, I when I tried Blue Apron uh, a couple of years ago, I think I, I just found it very, the meals to be like kind of pretentious and a little bit too um, complex. Like the description
0: like, or the ingredients? Like the
1: ingredients. It's okay. like, take your. Take your you know, hand, um, handmade tortillas from Brooklyn Tortilla Factory, and warm them for five five minutes, and then slowly sprinkle the saffron over the tortilla. <laughs> I was going to make a saffron joke. I'm glad that was right? part of it. You're welcome. But but uh, but like. Uh, i find that the marley spoon to be wonderfully delicious and most of the recipes to be pretty simple um and honestly you get a lot better the more you do so highly recommended i think they're like eight bucks a meal like per person or roughly maybe um so i know for me right we get three meals a week for two people um uh and it's like 60 bucks and at least in my experience there's enough there's enough um Leftovers that like one of us can have lunch the next day. Um, I think so I gotta it's, get it's out of my. It's actually saved own. us a ridiculous amount of money, uh, just because you know I don't know. You go to the store and you buy like chicken breast, and you know you freeze some of it, you use some of it, you have leftovers. It, for somehow it's it's saved us uh, like kind of ridiculous amount of money and the meals are pretty pretty healthy like they're not they're they're not health meals by any means but they're all generally like six or 800 calories per portion um but anyway so yeah check that out because it's i
0: think it's uh it's been pretty good for me uh and uh my wife here i think it's time to get out of my own way on this one like there's something the pitch is you just gave the best pitch i've heard for one of those services they always feel a little like you know adult coloring book to me um, yeah, I mean, I think that maybe they are a little bit adult coloring book um but it's all it is nice i mean it's I think it's difficult to go to the store and get the like i think their pitch about getting the right amount of everything that you need and not more than you need is is accurate. It's hard to do that, you know, yeah. so you end up spending a lot just in like sort of the excess of things you buy,
1: yeah. And i think that it's taught me a lot about cooking to be honest you know it has you do techniques that you normally wouldn't i guess like necessarily do you know uh or like or use ingredients that you wouldn't necessarily use so like tonight i think it was uh tahini and miso chicken breast with potatoes and carrots and maybe it took me 20 minutes to make you know maybe 10 minutes of active time that one um some are a lot more complex where you have to chop up a lot more ingredients you know last night was oh my god it was so good it sounds like an iphone game the whole thing it, i mean it's kind of gamifying a little bit you know but because it, it's like if you're like we're the type of family before we used the marley spoon where we would like it would be like <laughs> it would be like protein starch vegetable serve you know right. it's like what what do i want to put on this chicken tonight you know a rub or a barbecue sauce or whatever and so it's been it's been really nice uh but yeah no the cool thing about marley spoon at least uh is uh they have like a ton of meals every week it's like six or eight meals that you can choose from if you're a vegetarian they have vegetarian meals if you Mm. like spicy food they have spicy meals and and if you don't like any of them that week you just opt out super bowl week they did like a bunch of like super bowl-y type food you know and uh One of the ones they did was short rib chili, which I was like... I was like, I, I can make good chili. I don't need this stupid recipe, you know. And so it's like it's ground <laughs> short rib, which honestly I don't know if I could go buy at a store here, like without trying to find a place to sell it to me. Um, I mean, you could find the the short rib and you could. You could it find short ribs, take them off the bone, yeah, grind right. them at home. But like you know, right. but this 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 short rib chili took me maybe like ten minutes of active work, thirty minutes total. And normally it's like, man, thirty minutes for chili—that's not going to be good chili. It was delicious, and my wife's like takes one bite and she's like this is way better than your chili and i'm like my chili's pretty good and like honestly it is pretty good and she's like no no no, this is way better and and honestly she was right it was like the short rib like round short rib was amazing and it was like now i know okay if i want to sort of juice up my chili i can just go to the store and you know buy a pound of it freeze half of it you know what I mean it's one of those things like I could now I know oh I could just do this thing or use this flavor that I haven't used before so it's totally probably paint by numbers ultimately but I do think that I'm getting more out of it than uh, than just you know a bunch of pre-portioned things
0: now you were telling me earlier this week that you're an expert valentine's day buyer a uh, mm-hmm. gift buyer so <laughs> do you do you think that this is I feel like this may be a good valentine's day gift oh my god this is a good valentine's day gift
1: because yeah. it's
0: it's thursday is it thursday am yeah, thursday night and i it's valentine's day is sunday and i don't yet have a plan yeah
1: you should totally buy one of these oh so it's actually kind of cool
0: like so marley spoon uh
1: actually sent us um lint chocolates this week mm. it was like hey happy valentine's day share this with your family that's Uh, nice a couple weeks ago i tweeted this one they sent some sort of like finishing salt so it's like salt with a little bit of like other stuff in it you know that you can use on meat when you prepare and just like little treats like that and i was like oh that's uh that's pretty nice but yeah honestly uh it's it's been great uh the meals are delicious definitely check them out uh i have no way to make money on this so just eat some good food and tweet
0: (laughs) pictures to me (laughs) well i'm gonna you've sold me one person has been yeah. sold. Yeah, I will send Lisbon. you. I can send you a free box. Oh, really? Uh, yes, I it. can.
1: Uh, so I'll do that, and then you can report back in a week uh, and see what you thought. I will take it. All
0: yeah. right. So back right. to back to our how to get you know, the physical side of programming. Yeah. So the reason that I started to think about this whole topic because the, the hand issues that I have, hand and wrist, are like on a one to ten, maybe a f- six. So, like, they're an issue, and I think about it every single day, at least once an hour. Like, I have enough pain that I'm like, oh, man, what the hell? Oh, wow. But but compared to the next thing, that that is nothing. So about five weeks ago, I started to have trouble with my back. And it started with—it it wasn't an event, so it wasn't like there was one moment where something went wrong. But somewhere around, yeah, beginning of January, maybe second week of January— i uh i started to like when i stood up from sitting down just didn't feel quite right like something hurt Mm. and and then every day for uh say four weeks it got worse every day Mm. until now i um i can't sit down really anymore and it has been like a life-altering experience for me So is what I mean by that is I I can physically sit down. So like right now, if I was going to do this podcast sitting down, I could sit in a chair. It would feel a little off, but it'd be okay. Like I'd I'd be fine. Um, The problem is when when it would come to standing up, things wouldn't work anymore. Like, i couldn't easily stand up any, like from sitting down or it would take me quite a while to do it at the very least Yep. so for example i i had to be in texas last week so i took a uh, flight down there and it's pretty far from here you know four and a half hours give or take and yep. uh so i took a direct flight and uh I, I you know didn't have any choice but to sit the whole time it was a bumpy flight they wouldn't let you stand in the aisles so when we arrived uh You know it's time to get up and off out the plane i had to let the guy that was next to me go first because i just i could tell that something you know wasn't going to go that easily so he got out of the my aisle or yeah my aisle uh a row rather and uh then i went to stand up and i could not physically stand up straight took me eight minutes to stand up so like started i had to stand up and like lean on the chair in front of me and then maybe you know another five degrees every minute or something until everyone cleared off and i finally could stand up right enough to uh, to walk out and uh anyways that's what my life is like right now and it is it is really interesting just to see like how much like it it, it is it has fundamentally, I think, changed my, the way that I see sort of how I've thought about all sorts of sort of occupational health concerns over the years. Like, for example, I you know, I owned a, a company that we sold about a year and a few months ago. And the office that we had in Chicago was okay. But like we didn't have what I would consider to be great chairs or desks, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, if someone asked to have a better situation like you know they had a physical problem you know we would buy them whatever but i don't think that we were all that welcoming on that topic (laughs) like like like, like not on purpose but Uh, you know like it wasn't like oh you want to you want to be healthy yeah okay enjoy your cardboard box seat no it wasn't like but it was like you know if we had 30 something employees at the at the top of our employment like we didn't have a, a standard onboarding where we said hey your occupational health is important and you know you can select from one of the following chairs or if you'd like a stand-up desk and you know a keyboard of the like there was none of that it was like you know we had a yeah. standard set of things yeah and like i've been i've been feeling very guilty about it ever since this happened Cause here, like, I'm handicapped. Like, I can, you know, I can barely stand, ha- you know, it, it, and yeah. get around. In here, I'm sure that some percentage of the people that were working at the company, felt like, had some sort of similar physical problem. Um, you know, I don't know how many, but at least a few. Um, just, just guessing by the numbers and the ages. And man, whoa, what a son of a gun! You know, like it's it's bad. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can say, um, you know. Uh, working at GitHub and other similarly large startups or companies, really. Now, um, you know, we we can we get a stipend for the equipment that we want, uh, and then GitHub is uh, for the past maybe like year year and a half has worked with this external firm to do ergonomic evaluations. Oh, the really? Cool th- yeah, the cool thing is is I and, and you know, giant asterisk, I haven't done mine yet. Uh, but they support uh, they support uh, remote workers. So you like set up like basically like FaceTime at certain angles and stuff like that, and they they can like look at you and and take measurements, and you have to submit a couple of measurements and stuff like that, and they can kind of tell you what's what's up with
0: your life. Um, now, have you not done it because the over FaceTime fe- feels a little chintzy, yeah. or yeah, basically, yeah. Um,
1: but I know I do have coworkers that have done it over FaceTime and have said it's been extremely successful and the recommendations aren't like always crazy, you know, like your screen needs to be higher, you know, uh, your, your seat needs to be lower. Like it's not always like (laughs) undo everything about your existence right now. (laughs) What is, what,
0: what do you think the most, what is the common, uh, like, what's the conventional wisdom about ergonomics that is the most difficult to swallow? Is it standing? Probably standing. I'm sorry, what do you mean? Like, in other words, like, wh- what advice would an ergonomics slash occupational health expert give that would, like, most commonly grate someone? Like, ah, I'm not oh, going like, to do that. Yeah, you need to stand all the time, probably. Yeah. Well, this. Is, so, I, I feel like I've... I've uh, I've got a pretty interesting, like a good point of view about this at the very least that, um, so one of the consequences of not being able to sit down is that I stand literally all day, every day. So like today, I think I started to work at seven or maybe a little bit before that, maybe like six fifty, And, uh, I don't know. I took an hour and a half break for dinner and then back at it now. So what is it? It's nine o'clock. So I've stood for, you know, 13 hours today. Okay. It, so pretty low. Yeah, exactly. And w- what you find, though, is that, yeah, it's great. And that my back, like, it's the only thing that gives me some relief for my back, but like all sorts of other stuff starts going wrong when you stand. That way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have like, uh, you know, in
1: my house, I have that like bar, you know, that's, that's in pretty- the kitchen yeah in the kitchen yeah that i think is pretty like excellent height first at least for me personally for like standing and working on a laptop which i know is sort of counterintuitive because you have to stare down which isn't great blah 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 but uh <laughs> hey baby steps yeah exactly yeah eventually i'll stand at a desk with the right height screen um but yeah, but doing that was was like, I was like, I'd go do that in the morning uh, in the summer because it was really bright out and in that area of my house and I'd work and uh, yeah, I'd maybe get like 30 or 45 minutes and I'd be like, I need one of those like little gel mats now or something because like my back feels actually pretty great, but like I've never realized my like ankles exist, you know, or like <laughs> just like some really random part of the apparatus which holds a human being up
0: Uh, was was painting me (laughs) oh that's funny so when's going to be your year what are you like you're 29 or something now
1: yeah yep all
0: right when i all fall apart you mean Mm -hmm. i think
1: it'll be 30 (laughs) oh that's not that far away (laughs) i know i'm screwed i (laughs) honestly think i so besides like independent you know events i think that for me personally at maybe 26 that's when i was like oh my knee hurts and it like now it just kind of hurts forever like it's not really going away <laughs> anytime soon and so that could be a fault of my wonderful running routine that i was doing for the year, two years prior to that but who knows it could just be me just getting to be old uh but yeah no i mean uh i'm game uh i'll, I'll survive i mean standing desks sound great i uh, i had a co-worker at github um uh, who's no longer there rick bradley who did standing treadmill <laughs> my my old business partner John did that yeah yeah and he uh, you'd like you'd you you do video chats with him you know and he'd be like just very slowly sauntering towards the
0: camera but never quite making it there <laughs> uh, the, the funny thing about the treadmill desks at least th- that I saw and John my business partner is in as good a shape as you could be I mean he's maybe 10 years older than me so you know he's not all that young now but but in almost perfect physical, physical condition. He doesn't listen to this, but the, um, one of my favorite, like gags to, to, or it wasn't a gag, but stories to tell is that he was Mr. Southeast Michigan, 1987. <laughs> I mean, I like, get that, that he actually was Mr. Southeast Michigan, 1987. I'm and not just, Hey, not any part of Michigan. No, be, that's a good Michigan. Well, it's, it's sort of like Mr. Detroit, but <laughs> that, that, that's really what that means. <laughs> Or Mister, G- you know Metro Detroit area, oh, but <clears throat> I love so we met. Yeah, I worked with him for for many years, and you know he's uh, a longtime best friend, and uh, we've met you know hundreds and h- probably thousands of people together over the years, yep. Yep. Um, given the the different jobs that uh, we were in, and you know it was had had jobs where we met a lot of people, so every time we met someone new, especially that I, I uh, thought was sort of interesting. I would maybe like ten minutes into meeting them. I would remember that at some point I'd get to make the joke that John was Mr. Southeast Michigan, nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, you are the worst! Friend. And like maybe it'd be then, or maybe it'd be like four months after we met them. Like you know, you you pick the, you, you pick your you pick your spots. You gotta,
1: yeah, exactly. You gotta know when to pull something like that out. It's a that's a one time only uh,
0: get out of jail free card right there. It is like in terms of icebreakers, guaranteed to make someone laugh and like even though i i pulled this gag like literally hundreds of times with john it never got not funny like (laughs) he would always overreact and get embarrassed the other person would always have something funny like they would never believe it at first and then you know i'd break out my iphone to show the picture and even though john like as of like time number 224 that i had done this like you'd think that he's like he doesn't have a picture he's an idiot don't listen to him um, every time he's like if you have a picture i'm going to kill you which of course is you know <laughs> exactly what i was hoping for right begging uh, you um, to take the picture out yeah anyhow so so john the <laughs> he had a treadmill desk and he's the he's the kind of guy that has tried every like uh health kick you can imagine like so you know crossfit to 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 sitting on a ball while working to you know uh, reflex therapy unit you name it he's done it anyways so he switched to this treadmill desk i don't know maybe five or six years ago and the thing is is even if you're in like perfect condition like he is and walking at a really slow clip like two and a half miles an hour or whatever the the you know saunter is Yep. Um, if you're on a conference call, you can tell, like it raises your heart, like whatever your standing heart rate is, it probably kicks it up. I don't know, twenty beats a minute or something. And uh, it was my biggest pet peeve, and almost like nothing really annoyed me about John except for <laughs> the when I could, like if I was out of the office, which I often was, and we were taking a call, and I, and I'd uh, you know get on my phone and say, are, "Are you freaking on your treadmill? I know you are. Are I, I you can, <laughs> on your treadmill right now? I can hear it." I I swear to God, I can hear the hum. (laughs) Yo, it wasn't the whoosh of the belt. It was the, like, I don't know. You could just, like, The high-pitched squeal that only dogs can hear. It was. It was, like, I could hear, like, the heartbeat in his ears coming through the (laughs) mic of the phone, just slightly elevated. Can you you quiet your (laughs) heart down, sir? I'm trying to sell some
1: deals over here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, (sighs) man. That's excellent. So, hey... We covered standing, we covered, uh, wristing. Uh, now what about eyesight? I, I, we've got, yeah, I was going to say, let's get to eyesight. Yo, I wear glasses. I am, uh, nearsighted. Uh, so I technically probably don't need them to do work, but I think my
0: vision's got bad enough that it's
1: not entirely true
0: anymore. Now have Uh, you done the measure thing where you, where you kind of like with a, I don't know, tape measure or whatever, figure out, uh, how far away from your computer is like the optimal distance. So, you know, where you can actually see really well no so, what it's is pretty optimal distance so for nearsighted people i think it's on average like eighteen, sixteen 16 inches maybe 18 okay. like in the mid-teens mid-high teens um at least that's what i read and i i took a measuring tape just to see because i've got horrendous vision like you do and uh yeah for me it was i think it was 16 17 inches somewhere in there um hmm. So every inch that I get past what that distance, that's like when they say nearsighted, they're talking pretty near because it get, it goes downhill pretty quickly. Like I, I don't, I'm sure that there's a way that they measure this, but like every you know six inches past 18 inches for me, it gets significantly fuzzier. Hmm. So is your problem um, eyesight-wise like a like eye strain or
1: yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I've tried a couple different uh, solutions, but honestly, I just kind of have gone with the whole like don't sit at the computer for too long, you know, approach to life. Uh, my uh, what is the right word? Optometrist? No, my yeah, my actual eye doctor type person. O- ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, she suggested getting. Lent like getting a separate set of glasses just for computer use that was a much lower prescription just to cover that distance between you and the oh. computer. Um, and so if says, you stand
0: at like 30 and or if you sit at 30 inches away, it would just like exactly. tweak get up that. Oh, that's
1: interesting, yep, just enough to see the screen. Um, and so because the prescription is so much lower, she says that it helps with eye strain. <laughs> um, I found it just so distracting that I could not handle it. Uh, Because
0: I... Were were they slightly tinted? I'm imagining you in like slightly tinted (laughs) creeper glasses. Do you remember Morpheus from The Matrix? It was kind (laughs) of like that, actually. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was what made you feel uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) The problem I found was that like looking up away from the computer, like let's say like someone comes in the room and you have to look over, my eyesight's bad and so I can't see them still, even though I'm wearing my like computering glasses. Uh, That was kind of troublesome. So I kind of backed out of that whole thing.
0: Yeah, this is a, so I've, I've tweeted this joke. I don't think I've told it on the podcast, but, um, so my eyesight's bad and my hearing's not particularly good either. Like, I mean, exactly. exactly. So like my eyesight is so bad. I couldn't like drive, you know, anywhere without my glasses. My my hearing isn't, isn't that bad, but, um, I figured out that as I've gotten older, I have trouble hearing my wife unless I put my glasses on. Which has been a f- super fascinating sort of, it, it, it's how I realized that my hearing had gotten worse. Because, because it used to be that, I, I mean, unless she started to speak lower as some sort of elaborate prank, which I don't think was what happened, like I just found that like the last year or two, when she'd say something across the room, I, I would have a little bit of trouble hearing if I didn't have my glasses on. And if I put mine on, then I could, like, see her lips moving and then, like, put two and two together on the words a little bit better. Um, and, uh, <laughs> right, so, so I think uh, if I had that, that the strategy you just said, I think I would be putting one pair of glasses on instead of the other all day long. Because <laughs> I, what I do is I sit, like, I've got this standing desk that I work at, and I always put my glasses sort of ready to put them on to the left of my keyboard. And then when she comes in or, you know, one of the kids comes around or whatever, I always put my glasses on so I don't have to say what four times when they're talking. So I don't That's I don't think that the alternate glasses were, would work for me for that reason. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, I mean. and it's a little fidgety. I mean, this whole conversation is a little fidgety, but, but... I think I would rather sit closer to my computer screen. Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah, I believe it. Um
0: yeah. the, the whole the whole like eye strain from brightness, I feel like that's of all the problems that I've listed, that's one I've I don't feel like I've really had to deal with too much yet.
1: Have you ever done uh like uh what
0: is it called? Um a flux?
1: like the app that slowly Mm. ambers your screen as you get closer to nighttime i haven't seems seems like a good idea yeah i mean i've done it uh i i have it on my macbook it's it's nice it gets i find it to get really distracting with some things but
0: oh i thought that the i thought the like advertisement for that idea is that you don't even notice but you're saying you do notice of course you friggin notice well they're like like, oh it changes suddenly brown (laughs) it changes so gradually that
1: as the sun goes down the blah blah blah. it definitely changes gradually and you may not notice but like if you do something where you expect something to be white and it's not you have this like awesome slash horrible like brain screw up (laughs) you know like you're just kind of sitting there, like looking at this,
0: and you're like, "What? W- 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 but why?" <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe I, I. I think I. I mean, maybe I'll try it just for the heck of it. I know that that iOS is is has sort of announced a similar feature for the iPhone.
1: Oh really? Um, Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's coming out. Uh, the next minor version, like the next dot release, hmm. is. Um, uh, I forgot what they call it. Some feature where at night it like um limits the blue light or eliminates the blue light. I think a little bit at a time and then past some hour of the day, to, you know, based on when the sun yep. goes down, then it goes to like zero blue light. And you're not supposed to notice and it's, you know, supposed to possibly be better for your sleeping. Oh yeah. It's going to solve all my sleeping problems probably. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Any other eye problems, or is that is that basically it, just this, like, you know, I'm staring at the screen too long, and I can't quite see because I'm too far away, deal?
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. My eyesight's getting worse. I have astigmatism now. I picked
0: up my new glasses today. Things are Ooh, going downhill. What? Well, uh, did you uh, um, get them from, like, an online uh, no. retailer?
1: So here's my problem with online retailers. Uh, I sound like Jerry Seinfeld when I start that (laughs) Let me tell you the problem with online eyeglass retailers. What's the deal with the online retailers? (laughs) I have a big, giant head. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And it's like I'm lucky to find like two pairs of glasses that will fit my fat head. And so I was at the place and I go and I usually like to bring my wife with me when I get eyeglasses because I always pick out glasses that she thinks are like bad and then people are like wait why did those look horrible on you and i'm like i think i look cool (laughs) uh so i'm taking pictures of them and sending them over to her and she's like going like yeah yeah those will be fine those will be fine so i sit down and uh this woman uh, who is in charge of selling eyeglasses shows up, and she's very nice. And I think she was Czech. She had a very strong accent, and uh, and she immediately goes, uh, "Do you want to try the Tom Fords?" And I was like, uh, "Sure." <laughs> and she brings over like a whole other set of glasses, completely disregarding the ones that I had chosen. Like, and she, <laughs> and she hands me a set, and she's like, "Put them on." And so I put them on. And two seconds later she goes no take those off those are horrible <laughs> <laughs> when now were they like too dainty for your big head, head or i, I uh, she didn't get into too much details if they were obviously bad like i put some on she's like oh those are very nice and i put another another size on and they'll be like no those are too small take them off like there was just no
0: ifs ands or buts about it and i i loved it <laughs> yeah the, the whole i so i have the exact same problem in that I almost feel like glasses are still at a point that like kids fashion was when I was a kid. So when I was a kid and I was not a big kid, I wasn't like a heavy kid. I was, uh, you know, I'd say average size my, my whole life. But, um, but when I was a kid, if you were a little husky, there were like a pair of pants that you could buy. <laughs> they were the like husky jeans with the the um, you know, the hammer loop on the yeah. the right side, and like that's what you wore. Like you're like oh you, you know you're chubby and that's what you get. I feel like that's glasses right now. Yeah, I agree. so I went to Warby Parker. I, I, I my current glasses. I my got box
1: from- of Warby Parker sunglasses are sitting outside my office right now. Oh really?
0: So I went to Warby Parker and I. You know, did the whole, like, try these on, you know, take the photo, you know, with your webcam, and then you upload it and rotate your face and look at how it looks on you. And, like, some number of them looked okay. So the ones that I liked the best were kind of, like, medium thickness uh, plastic frames. I guess most of them are plastic frames that had this, like, blue tortoise shell. And they looked really good in the picture. I'm like, oh, look at this. I look good. Like They're, like, kind of hip but a little bit nerdy. And I'm like, I think these are good. Like, I like these. They uh, so I uh, so I order them and uh, they show up and they were you know they have like the measure the width of the frame deal and these were on like the huskier side of the frame width you know much wider than many of them, so I order them and they come I put them on and it was like. I had put a pair of tweezers on my face, like (laughs) my my like the the my temples were like being pinched into my eyes, and my like nose was was nudged up a quarter inch. I mean, it was ridiculous. They looked so bad. So I said, "Oh, you know, what's wrong? Maybe I'll see if I can fix them." So I like bust out the heater and I like bend them, so I like try to bow them out, and then I look like I'm wearing a science project. So. You know, I uh, contact Warby Parker and said, you know, I, th- these do not fit my face. Uh, not even a little bit. They're like far away. And I tried to repair them and now they're they're broken. Uh, and they said, okay, no problem. So, you know, you can send them back and get them a new pair. And I said, okay, well, what are my options? And they're like, well, if those were too small, you have an option. Literally one option at Warby Parker that fits my fat head. So my black glasses, if you've, I mean, Kyle knows what they look like, but... For anyone that seen me in pictures online, those are the, like if you ever see someone with the same glasses that I have, it's because they've got a fat head and want to shop at online. Because that's the, that's the only, there's no other option. That's the only option. Yeah,
1: I have five sets of, I have five sets of sunglasses from Warby Parker because my wife lives and dies by prescription sunglasses and I've never had them. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll give them a shot. So I get like five, you know, try, try them on at home frames. And like one of, there was one that like sort of fit my head. The rest were like they, like I don't know, trying to
0: escape my head or something like they were not having it, so it's like a health has it well I have it's that feeling where you feel like that the pressure is such is so strong from like the the arms of the glasses onto your yeah. temple that yeah. if like you get sweaty or like oily at the end of the day they're just gonna like fire off your face and hit the (laughs) nearest wall you can
1: you could just hear the
0: little hinges start to creak yeah oh (sighs) man now how much more do you have to spend on a pair of glasses if you buy them in the store now it's got to be like two three x off of what you can get at
1: so werby parker would have sold me it for 179 i think Mm -hmm. and i paid after insurance mind you (laughs) insurance uh 350 maybe no that's just not that that's that.
0: So. that's less than i thought now what do you insure with a pair of glasses like if you like sit on oh, oh no no, or... no no!
1: i mean like after insurance meaning like whatever insurance covered for me
0: <laughs> oh i thought you got like the apple care plus for your yeah, glasses yeah yeah yeah. no i i, I do <laughs> that through geico <laughs> i see because <laughs> it does seem like i mean like apple care does seem like a good idea for glasses yeah so i did that once
1: uh when i was in college uh through um like uh lens crafters or something you could pay like 30 bucks and they'll like if you bring in a piece of the of the glasses they'll replace them (laughs) and i did once i i i i was that a bachelor party? This is the this is the least cool bachelor party story you will ever hear in your existence, <laughs> and we were go karting. Oh man! And, and like literally, like did you? Like, yeah. we were sober go karting. We were Wait, so every go-karting.
0: everyone in the audience. Uh, Kyle just air-quoted when you said go-karting
1: no 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 we were driving little cars that had lawnmower engines <laughs> and, and my glasses flung off and i i just barely like tried to catch them you know like when you have that like a split second reaction i end up tipping it and i look back and the guy behind
0: me he just crunches them dead. now were you, were you married at the time i was married yes I, I love the, just the idea of you coming home and saying to Jamie, my glasses got destroyed and I know what you're thinking.
1: <laughs>
0: like, I, but it was cause we were go-karting and <laughs> literally go-karting.
1: Dude. Yeah. She's just like, like a
0: euphemism. you know what? It's bad enough that you're, you <laughs> went on this debaucherous weekend and broke the sunglasses, but then you lied. That's yeah, a lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow! Still telling the story. If she made it an hour and two minutes in, well, you know, he's, he's keeping it up. That's so good. All right. Let's wrap up with, uh, with some thoughts. This was like a, like a less like jovial episode than usual, but I think like, uh, I think that's sort of the mood I'm in about it now. Like I'm concerned about this. Yeah. Like, and I think it's the sort of thing that, um, and maybe everything's like this, but, uh, it's probably never too soon to like kind of start thinking about this. Yeah. You know, like not that I know that it's hard to know if choices that I've made have like resulted in my hands hurting and me not being able to sit down, Mm -hmm. um, either, either directly or karmically, you know, is this like the world getting me back for some sin that I committed that I'm not unaware of or whatever. But, but, um, I think like now being on the other side of it, uh, I would kind of, well, I'm just gonna tell you. Like, I think you should like you should get the uh, like get the assessment and get a standing up desk and you know change yeah. your ways, Daigle, before it's too late. Yeah, that'll then, then be me counting your counting your keystrokes before it just stops working. <laughs> I, I need to write this code, but I only got twenty more clicks in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my last little story on this. So, sometime I don't know recently, like a few weeks ago. Um, my, I know what triggered it. So my parents went on a vacation. They went to, um, like on a cruise from California to Hawaii and back kind of a long vacation, maybe a little bit more than two weeks, I think. And, uh, you know, good. Like you'd imagine, uh, Uh, my dad gets back and he said, it was great. You know, I mean, the only thing that really wasn't great is that everyone was old on the trip. And I looked at him and said, okay, I'm going to let it go. Uh, but anyhow, so he gets back from this trip and, uh, they, they get back to their house. Now, mind you, they're gone for like two and a half weeks, not that long. And like nothing worked at their house. You know, like the, the, the toilet didn't work anymore. And the, the, the lock busted and the garage door wasn't, you know, everything was screwed up. And ever since he told me this story, and it and wasn't, like, a fable. I mean, this just actually happened. I've been concerned, given how I've been feeling, that if I, like, take any time off or, like, stop doing things, that, like, like I'll never be able to do them again. And it's this, like, chronic worry I've got, which is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: you must keep <laughs> swimming. You're, like, Dory and... uh Oh, right that fish movie
0: <laughs> finding nemo Finding Nemo. see memory sharpest attack over yeah. here <laughs> no but it's true so i i i'm the like only have 20 keystrokes left so my version of that is now that like anything that i like to do i am attempting to do every single day for fear that if i don't do it a day it's all over <laughs> it's done oh man that'll, that'll be over okay. all right sir well Made it an entire uh, episode without me making a joke about GitHub collapsing. Yeah.
1: Um, happy uh, <laughs> happy Thursday. I guess yeah. it's for Valentine's Day. The gift you got me was so nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that uh, Mophia spoon or whatever the name was. <laughs> what was it? Wait, what? Marley Spoon. Marley Spoon. <laughs> thanks for Morpheus Spoon. <laughs> it's, uh, the spoon from the movie The Matrix. A yeah. fan. Oh, of and and we should we should thank our new sponsor. Who are they? Dev Bootcamp. Yeah, thanks, Dev Bootcamp. The original Dev Bootcamp. devbootcampcom dot com slash so, ruby. Yep. Yep. Check them out. Looks like they've got openings around the country. So thanks, Dev Bootcamp. Um. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm uh, barely known. (laughs) That's so good. Oh,
1: man. And, uh, yeah, follow me on uh, Twitter. I have also some fun little uh, tidbit if you've made it this far into the podcast. If you've been listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast thinking, man, I should really learn me some Ruby uh, or Rails or GitHub, uh, my Treehouse course just launched. Oh, stop it. Yeah. No joke. It's live. So if you go to teamtreehouse.com, uh, you can check out GitHub Basics where me and my wonderful coworker Allison teaching you how to use GitHub. If you've never used it, uh, you can use the discount code GitHub underscore 50 to get 50% off your next month of learning uh, or uh, follow me on Twitter and uh, I'll be retweeting the code every once in a while. But yeah, it's out there. You can watch me make a fool of myself for free. Actually, the trailer is just right there.
0: I feel like I'm going to have to listen and then invest in a soundboard for the podcast so we can use the (laughs) the, funny noises you accidentally make. Hey. Hey. All right. Well, until next time. Peace out.